0: ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930 present The Drive. Elmore deep, left side three, it's good! From 30 feet, John Elmore! The Drive with Paul Swan.
1: Welcome in. It is the Thursday, January 10th edition, your drive against now on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. Coming up this hour, we're going to hear from the play-by-play voice of the Western Kentucky Hilltoppers, Randy Lee. He'll join me in about 10-15 minutes and we'll talk about Marshall's upcoming matchup with the Hilltoppers. And of course, we'll get your phone calls in. You can join us this hour. We are, as always, brought to you by Miller Lite. And the Miller Lite phone lines are 877-420-TALK. That's 877-420-8255. Miller Lite, hold true. Great taste, only 96 calories, the original light beer. Now, we got a lot to get into today, of course. We'll save the basketball when we talk to Randy. Of course, Western Kentucky could use a win. They did not do well against Old Dominion. They lost that one 69-66, and you're thinking, "Eh, that's a pretty close game. Well, They blew a 21-point lead. That's not good. You had a 21-point lead and you blow it against Old Dominion. Yeah, you got to talk some things over. So we'll talk to Randy about that coming up. And, of course, we've got a lot to get into today. First of all, let's start with Malik Gant. He made his announcement known that he is going to forego his senior season with the Thundering Herd, and he's going to go ahead and declare for the 2019 NFL Draft. Now, he is going to be trained at Applied Science and Performance Institute. That's in Tampa, Florida. As he gets ready for the draft, pretty much felt like this was the right time, right opportunity for him. I wish him luck. I kind of hope that it is the right time for him, right opportunity, because I sometimes feel like these guys are jumping a little too early. That's the thing. I feel like they're jumping a little too early, and unfortunately, once they jump, realize maybe I did go a little too early, can't come back. Basketball's a little bit better. You can at least go evaluate yourself, get some feedback, and then – You can make that decision. Football, there's a lot of guys looking for positions there. It's pretty hard. It's going to be hard in basketball for John Elmore, C.J. Burks. It's going to be tough for Malik Gann as well. But he's got a shot. I hope he makes it. Now, Conference USA, I know you're all excited. You're already thinking 2019 football schedule. I know you. I know how you think. And the schedule is out today. Marshall has got seven home games. There's going to be two teams on this schedule that are in the postseason top 25. You've also got six of your opponents from 2019 in this schedule. They played in bowl. So your 2019 schedule has six bowl teams, two postseason top 25 teams, seven home games. Your league games are pretty evenly spaced out. It starts like this. August 31st, it's going to be Marshall and VMI. Going back to the Southern Conference, get you an opponent there. So VMI starts your schedule off, and then – you go on the road. You face off on September 7th against Boise State. And then after Boise State, you come back home. It's the Battle of the Bell, Ohio, coming to Jones-C. Edwards Stadium. And then September 21st, you get got a bye week. Now, you've got 14 to play 12 here, so you're going to get a couple of buys this year. September 28th, Marshall will play host to Cincinnati. A good challenge, a good test for the Thundering Herd there. And then on the road against Middle Tennessee, see if you can avenge that loss from 2018. So after that, you come back home. You've got Old Dominion. That's going to be your home game. Then you go on the road. Florida Atlantic's going to be looking for you, I'm sure. So you've got Florida Atlantic on the 19th. And then you come back home October 26th. It's going to be Western Kentucky. Then you got the road trip. You're going to Rice on November 2nd. Then you got the week off. Then November 16th, Louisiana Tech at the Joan. November 23rd, going to be at Charlotte. And then you end the year, at least the regular season, you end the year against FIU. And so that's your Thanksgiving this year. All in all, solid schedule, I think. Space pretty good. You don't have multiple games at home, back to back to back. You've got seven home games. That's good. I don't know how many people are going to be showing up for that VMI game, but you got seven games nonetheless. Still, opportunity to get fans to show up. Get fans to show up for VMI. If I'm a ticket-buying fan, I don't know if I'm buying that VMI ticket. If I'm just buying a single-season ticket, you know, maybe I'm looking a la carte here if I if I, if I really think about it, or if I'm looking at General Mission, I don't know. I don't know if I'm picking up that ticket to go see Marshall take on VMI. Marshall, Ohio? Oh, yeah. Marshall, Ohio, definitely. Marshall, Cincinnati? Yeah, I'm all about that, too. Marshall, Western Kentucky? Yeah, definitely. I like that ticket. Marshall, Louisiana Tech? Yeah, I like that one, too. Marshall, Cincinnati, Old Dominion, Western Kentucky, Louisiana Tech, FIU? Yeah, I'm all good. I haven't seen one of those games that I don't like, VMI. But it's a home game, herd fans. You get a home game. An excuse to tailgate on the 31st and go in and get a win. Now, we don't have times yet. Television, all of that hasn't been determined. Maybe there's going to be some flexing of the schedule here. You never know. I just hope that they keep FIU on a Saturday. On November 30th, let's keep that on a Saturday. We don't need a Black Friday game. Play it on Saturday. I wonder if any of these games are going to get Thursdayed. Maybe FAU. I think they pull the trigger on that. What about Middle? You think Middle would pull the trigger on that? Oh, yeah, we'll do a Thursday game. What about Charlotte? Does Charlotte pull the trigger there? Yeah, let's do the Thursday game. Let's do it. Because I don't think Marshall's pulling a trigger on any of these. Cincinnati is going to be a good ticket for the herd, not pulling it on there. Old Dominion should be okay. Maybe that's your your candidate if you're going to do it at the home schedule. Western Kentucky, no, you're playing that. That's a Saturday game. You're playing that for sure. Louisiana Tech, same thing. That's a Saturday game. FIU, is is that going to be flexed? Thursday games. Again, I don't know. Television hasn't been announced yet, so we don't have any idea of what we can expect as far as the TV schedule is concerned. So it's all speculation right now. I know one thing. August 31st, will be right there on the West lot getting ready for you. Heard and VMI. I will try. I will try to get some more excitement for that between now and August 31st. As you can tell, I'm not feeling that game. I understand why you play it. I'm okay with it. At least there's some history between the herd and VMI. I get that completely, but I'm just not... No. I'm not feeling it. Maybe I'm just getting tired of seeing some of these. Maybe. I don't know. I've, I'm have i turning into Chuck Landon. I don't know. I, I, give me something good. I love Chuck, by the way. Um, it's one of the few things I do read in the Herald-Dispatch. I read Chuck's column every time. Go right to it. And he's got some good stuff this week, and I'm just going to let you go read it, and you can then comment on his Facebook page about it because he will talk to you. That's the fun thing about him. He will talk to you if you... Comment on his Facebook page. We've got Randy Lee, voice of the Western Kentucky Hilltoppers, on the other side of the break. This is The Drive here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.
0: Don't worry, Paul Swan has the wheel on The Drive, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.
1: Welcome back to the Thursday, January
0: 10th edition.
1: The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. I'm here with Paul Swan. Can you believe it? We're a few more days away, and then the Thundering Herd will be back at the Cam Henderson Center. I am excited for one reason. It's been over a month. I don't think they've seen the place for almost that same time frame, and Western Kentucky's coming to town. So you've got Marshall and the Hilltoppers Saturday night, 7 o'clock. We'll have that game for you right here on ESPN 94.1 FM. And AM nine thirty. And joining us now on the Miller Lite phone lines, we've got the voice of the Western Kentucky Hilltoppers and a good friend of the program, Randy Lee. And I think this is going to be what the first of four meetings between the Thundering Herd. I've already got my calendar marked three times in the regular season, and then once at least, maybe semifinals or championship game.
0: Well, you have it all figured out, and uh, you know I I haven't looked far enough ahead to the uh, pod schedule, but I'm assuming we're going to play three times this year for sure. And if we do play a fourth, I'm also assuming it'll be a college basketball record.
1: It'd be fun. I think if any uh, any series deserves four games, it's this one and you know, maybe the hundred miles of hate for uh, Western Kentucky fans, but I'll take this one.
0: Well this year this year WK would love to play MTSU four times. So let's hope that happens too. That would be they're nice, wouldn't really it? Good. Yeah, they're not they're looking not so very hot. Good this year. No,
1: they're they're no, not looking no. so hot. And no. that's a darn shame too, isn't it?
0: Yeah, everyone's crying. They've been, uh, yeah, they've had such tough times lately. Uh huh. Yeah, they've been, you know, what a job Kermit did with that program. And over the last, I'd say, handful of years, they were the dominant team. Maybe not every year, but they were always there at the top or near the top. And uh, you know, sometimes coaching changes, uh, you, it's, a, it's a bloodbath. And in this case, it certainly was. Uh, players bailed, recruits bailed, coaches bailed, and it's a tough time in um, for MTSU this year.
1: Randy Lee is our guest, the voice of the Western Kentucky Hilltoppers, And i got to thank this guy as well because uh, I haven't talked to you. I thought I'd talk to you sooner because I didn't want to just send you a note. I wanted to thank you personally. I got in this in, in the mail this packet from Randy. It was a New York Rangers legend. It's a photo because you were at Madison Square Garden, of course. Uh, great trip for Western Kentucky. And uh, you, you knew I love the New York Rangers. So thank you. I did get your gift. I wanted to thank you personally. And I thought we'd talk sooner before now.
0: Well, that was my fault. I think I was uh, sick when Marshall was playing in WKU in football, so we missed the opportunity then. But I'm uh, somewhat healthier now, so uh, I'm ready to go. Can't wait to get back home.
1: It's going to be fun for sure. Uh, I know this is a fun trip for you, and uh, I think the the road trip is going to be fun as well for Marshall. And the great thing is, we're going to see Western Kentucky not that long after this one as well. So don't get um, you know don't forget about Western Kentucky because you're going to see him right quickly again. So. We might see a split early on because when at home, when on the road, however, this thing works out. Uh, I just think this is maybe Conference USA's one of their better pairings. If you look at all the travel partners, even though I'm sure Western. I think it is, too. Yeah. If Western yeah. could play middle more, maybe that would be better. But this one makes perfect sense, at least for those two.
0: It, it really does, especially this year. And uh, uh, now I, I, I don't know what's going to happen because I don't know what WKU team will show up. I don't know if they'll be good. In the first half and poor in the second or vice versa or incredible for 40 or bad for 40. It's been that kind of a year. Uh, they played a tough schedule like Marshall has really challenging non-conference games. They looked really good in just about all of the games they were supposed to lose in and then they didn't play so well in the games they were favored in and, and of course, I don't know if you heard the everything about the Old Dominion game, that the Hilltoppers lost by three. They led 21-0, and uh, I was shocked that uh, the Hilltoppers didn't win the game after leading 21-0, and I was also shocked that anyone could ever go into Old Dominion to score the first 21 points of the game against them, so... It was a uh, it really was a crazy game, and Old Dominion got it together and ended up uh, hitting a bunch of threes in the second half to pull it out and win by three.
1: Was it just a matter of Western Kentucky got that lead and maybe took their uh, foot off the gas? What was it?
0: Well, you know, it could have been a little bit of that. Uh, they felt pretty good about themselves, but Jeff Jones did make substitutions, brought some kids in, Quite frankly, had not played very well during the year, according to the according to Dave Torge, because does their color, or very, didn't play very many minutes either. It brought them in, gave some energy. Uh, they they had nine steals in the first half, so they were able to get back into the game with live ball turnovers. Uh, it wasn't WK to throw the ball to bounds, and the you know, clock stopped to get back to set up their offense or set up the defense. It occurred at half court, uh, three quarters court, and it was layup steady there for about four or five minutes. Uh, and I just thought their bench really got them back into the game, and once the Got a little bit closer. He brought his starters back in, and BJ Stitt, who missed his first six shots, proceeded to not to miss a shot the rest of the night. So uh, there you go. But th- that's sort of been the story of this Hilltopper team. Uh, you just don't know what you're going to get. Now, they, for the most part, they play hard all the time. They just don't play well, and their their success really rides with their offense. If they shoot it well, they play so much better defense. Uh, if they're not shooting it well, it seems to affect their entire everything about them and in the Old Dominion game, they came out just hitting everything and playing great defense, and then uh, sort of all fell apart with just live ball turnovers, and they started missing shots, and uh, and before I thought know, I thought Dominion I, I was going to catch them and lead at halftime, I mean, they had to lead down to four, and then WK scored the last five points of the first half, but last night I was listening to the Kansas State-West Virginia game, and K-State was down 21 three minutes into the second half and came back and wanted regulation, so um, it does happen from time to time, but score the first 21 points of the game against anyone, anywhere, is uh, may never happen again.
1: Now, this is the first time these two teams have met since the Conference USA Championship. And... How much of that really is a factor for Western Kentucky? There's so many new faces and personalities on this team. Is that even a thing for this current squad?
0: No, I don't think it is. If they would have played a week later, I think they would have remembered it a little bit more because it, it was a crushing defeat. Uh, you know, WKU had won both regular season games, and uh, but John Elmore took over that game and shot them into the tournament. Then, for I think the fourth straight year, Conference USA wins the first round game. When you guys took down the Shockers, so uh, but it was a very difficult pill to swallow there for uh, for a few days and, or weeks, when the kids, coaches, staff, and fans, because they just felt like if John Elmore would not have had would not have worn a cape in the second half, uh, they would have gone back to the tournament. But uh, that's how good John Elmore can be, and and uh, I've enjoyed watching him uh, being an alum. I think he. Represents Marshall University proudly. He always plays hard. From every time I've ever seen him play, and every time we play, I think every shot's going to go in, and I think every pass is going to lead to someone else making a bucket because I think he's that good. He can be that good when he's on.
1: I've enjoyed his game, but also I know you have as well. C.J. Burks is right there behind him, and statistically, John's probably going to have a a a bigger, you know, pile of stats and pile of records than C.J. But I can't imagine this team being successful without CJ Burks.
0: Well one man alone cannot win it. I'm not saying there aren't other players other than CJ Burks on the Thundering Herd, but it takes it takes more than one and when they combine to score thirty six a game it's much like old Dominion, B J Stith and Amon Caver. You can hold one down, you got a really good chance to win. If both have their average or above, you hardly ever win. Uh, but uh, if you, one goes down, you know, doesn't play well, the other one steps up and has a big-time game, uh, then, you know, all, maybe it only takes one of the big guns to have, uh, you know, to get it done in a particular game. But uh, that's a great tandem. I think the two best tandems in the league, offensively speaking, are Elmore and Burks and Cavern and Fifth. I don't have any question about that.
1: Randy Lee is our guest, the voice of the Western Kentucky Hilltoppers. And one matchup I'm excited for, and more statistically is, You've got a nice little freshman battle here on Saturday. You've got Tavion Kenzie, freshman of the week, Conference USA. Dan D'Antoni has gone to him more, put him in the starting lineup. And then I hope he's saying, I'm saying his last name right, Charles Bassey or Basie? Bassey. Bassey. So you've got Bassey, who's also been an outstanding freshman for Western Kentucky. So it's going to be fun to see those two guys, at least on the court. I don't know how they're going to match up, but... It's nice to see those freshman battles sometimes between two top candidates.
0: It is, and Bassey has had just a remarkable season. Uh, our sports innovation director put together some notes. During Monday's coaches show, he looked at all the five-star and all the four-star recruits this year in America who, who play center or power forward. And uh, there are, let's see, 13, there are 17 four or five-star recruits who play either a center or a power forward. Basti leads each of those 17 in minutes played, uh, three-point percentage, block shots and steals. He's second in points scored and rebounds, third in field goal percentage and assists, and he is fourth in free-throw percentage. Uh, so that's the kind of year he's had.
1: Not terrible at all, no.
0: Um, fresh, no freshman no. of the year candidate for sure. Well, I don't think I think it's a slam dunk. If he stays healthy, he's going to win the award. Um, he's won the weekly award four times already, and depending upon where the Hilltoppers finish, if they finish at the top four or five in the conference, and I would be shocked if they don't, he's probably going to be the MVP of the team as a freshman, so I, I think he's going to win the freshman of the year award.
1: Has he been taking it all in stride? I know you have an early success, and a lot of people are looking at you sometimes depending on the character of a kid, you know, they either handle it well or they let it get to them. Has he been handling it well, knowing that all the attention's on him or is he craving that attention, wanting that attention?
0: Well, you know, when you get foreign kids, they're a little bit different. He grew up in Nigeria. He he has played a couple of years in the United States basketball academies in Louisville and, and in Texas, but he didn't grow up playing AAU basketball and all this or that where he was united at an early age to be an all American and a one and done player. So, he is as quiet and as um, unassuming as I've been around for a kid who I'm not saying he's, you know, he, he, he cannot, he, he would not make it in the NBA right now. But I think he's probably going to go and maybe he'll be on a roster for a couple of years. He, he just turned 18 about three in July. So, you know, they'll draft him based upon his potential because he hasn't played basketball for very many years and he's just good right now. So it's probably the last year we'll see him in college basketball. And uh, you you wouldn't, you would not know that he has a a big paycheck waiting for him next year, because he certainly doesn't act like it. And I have a, I've, that's a, probably the biggest thing that surprised me about him is just his attitude. And uh, I'm not saying he's been Superman in every game that that he's played, uh, but he's been pretty darn good in most of them. And um, hasn't taken hasn't taken any nights off effort-wise. And that's to me, that's a good sign. Well,
1: if he's really good, I will definitely drive him to the agent after he declares, just to make sure, because um, <laughs> I, I will personally do that. I I don't, you know, you and I have seen several players in this league just are they done yet? And uh, I don't think uh, Marshall fans want to have another one of those growing right up next to him in Western Kentucky. But, yeah, he's been, uh, from what I've seen of him, he's been fun to watch.
0: Yeah, no doubt about that. He does everything uh, everything well. I mean, he's a willing passer. He likes to pass. He can get a little wild with his passes, but there really isn't anything that he doesn't do pretty darn well. And if he gets his feet set, his shoulders square from 15 feet, man, you could just go ahead and just write it down. I mean, he's been that good of a shooter this year. He's not as athletic, maybe as I thought he would be, uh, but still, he's blocked more shots than like uh, you know something like twenty-four percent of the teams in college basketball teams, not not players, but teams. So he has great timing, uh, but he's not one of those guys who you know uh, lives and plays above the the backboard. Uh, and but he runs well, has really good hands. Like I said, he does everything very well. I, I'm really impressed with his defense. Uh, he played the Wisconsin Center, who uh, he was quite a player, and was, you know, had some, some. Well, he could be all Big Ten player for sure, first team, and some people say maybe uh, in the running for the college basketball player of the year, and he went uh, chest to chest with him, and, and just did a remarkable job, defensively speaking, at uh, at holding him down. In fact, he frustrated him. Ethan Happ is his name. He forced Happ to miss 15 out of his 24 shots, and he can, he, you know, he you know, He's a force, Uh, not only in shot blocking, but getting his chest into the center and and uh, making it difficult for them to even get up a pretty good contested shot. He he's in foul trouble, and it's not because he doesn't play defense. He's the team's best defensive player. Uh, so uh, he's he, he's been a he's been a godsend for this team, and and I look forward to seeing him play the last 15 games of the year. Now the Marshall situation is a little different. He hasn't had to play a bunch of guard a bunch of three point shooters, and I don't know much about your freshman center right now the way he plays. But Charles hasn't had to chase any centers out in the trees. So if he's matched up against um, three point shooter, then that'll be something I haven't seen Charles you know, do this year.
1: The way that Dan Dantoni described Tavion Kenzie, um, because he's he's just been trying to figure out a way to compensate, replace ideen Penova, was he was a mini ideen Penova. And mm-hmm. I I can see where he's going with that. Penova's definitely missed, but with with that description, he's he's basically going to do some of the things that Penova did. He's gonna be Setting up the flow because Marshall just did not have a flow for a while. If you see in some of their games, uh, there were some games I thought they could win, and then they got punched in the mouth. Quite honestly, in a few of those games, and there just wasn't any flow between the You know, when the basketball got into Marshall's hands to when it got down court.
0: Well, if he's a mini Peneva, that's uh, that's a high state, but I love Penova's game. I felt like he was. Uh, he really put your team over the top. You know, the last couple of, years, especially last year, his shot block ability, his ability to expand his game i believe when he arrived on campus he was not much of an outside shooter uh, he, he took him but he didn't make him <laughs> but after that he got really good and uh, credit to dan and his staff for coaching him up where when he left uh, marshall he was quite an exceptional outside shooter
1: yeah he was really good randy lee's our guest voice of the western kentucky hilltoppers uh, before i let you go uh the conference released the conference portion of the football schedules today so everyone's got their schedule out now and uh What's your? Um...
0: I haven't seen it yet. You haven't so, seen it. So I have not seen it yet. Okay. No, I have not.
1: Uh, would you like me to read it? Do you want to surprise yourself when you get home?
0: <laughs> well, let's see. Have they changed uh, the Marshall, the WKU date again? Is uh, a different time of the year?
1: It has been set. Up, it's set for October 25th. If I'm looking at it right, uh, I'm pulling right. your score. Yeah. So um, you got Middle Tennessee on November 30th. So WKU's on October 25th. 6th I'm sorry, October 26th, and you have got on the 30th middle.
0: You know, one, one of the two schools WKU should end their season against, either Marshall or MTSU. I strongly believe that if it's possible in a, in a conference schedule, that the last game of the year should be against one of your rivals, if it's possible. And, um, you know, I really thought the Marshall-Western Kentucky matchup Thanksgiving weekend was wonderful. I was... Uh, Quite surprised when I just – I thought I assumed that's the way it was going to be for many, many years. And when it changed, I was a little disappointed in that. Uh, But looking at it from the eyes of Western Kentucky University, if it's not Marshall, at least it could be MTSU. So I I like that.
1: I don't like your schedule, though. I'll tell you why. You got Central Arkansas first, and then uh, you're at FIU game two. Really? Yeah. Central Arkansas at FIU. Then uh, you're taking on Louisville and Nashville. Uh, you've got the bye on the 21st, and then uh, the 28th at the UAB, then at Old Dominion. Then Where's o- the UAB game at? Uh, that is, um, that's at your place. Okay. And then you're at Old Dominion. Then you've got Army, uh, Charlotte,
0: all of those at the— uh, What is the date of the Army game?
1: Uh, that's October 12th.
0: October 12th, okay.
1: Yeah. Then um, Charlotte, that's your home game. Then the road game's Marshall. Uh, then you've got Florida Atlantic as your home game. At Arkansas, the 9th of November, the off week, and then 23rd and 30th are Southern Miss at Southern Miss, and then Middles at
0: home. Yeah. Hmm. Well, I'm, lo- I'm looking forward to going back to Arkansas uh, the basketball team won the game over there, and that was fun, so maybe the football team can win.
1: Yeah. Uh, I just don't like having conference games right in the middle of non conference games.
0: I hate that. So, you know that, and you know we've had schedules like that in the past. Uh, we've opened up uh, two or three different times, uh, Sun Belt and also CUSA uh, days, with a conference game—the first game of the year. So, you know, I know it's happened before, but I I like when you got your your four non conference games in September or three in September and a bye, and then you play one in October, and then from there on out, it's your conference games. Uh, But it's easier said than done. And I had heard that the Arkansas game was going to be later in the year uh, based upon their their committed schedule, and the reason the Hilltoppers are playing Arkansas is, of course, Arkansas wanted a game. Uh, they needed a team to play, but uh, our athletic director worked out a deal and said, okay, we'll, be, we'll come to Arkansas and play in football, but we want a home-and-home home in basketball, so um, we did that with Wisconsin as well. Uh, the opener was in Wisconsin this year in football, then they have a home-and-home in basketball. And, you know, the teams don't want to go to Marshall. Teams don't want to go to Western Kentucky to play basketball. So if you can sort of tie it in and rope them in by, uh, you know, going on the road and playing them in football and getting a home-and-home in basketball, it's worth it.
1: Yeah, I think the fans would agree. Uh, At least uh, you get... Um, something you get a good road trip usually if it's a good opponent and you also get a home game in basketball yeah that makes perfect sense and i think you're right schools at this level need to do that more and more
0: yeah because you know the marshall i'm sure they have as much of a difficult time scheduling non-conference home games against you know, really good opponents as uh, as the Hilltoppers did.
1: Marshall hasn't seen the Cam Henderson Center in about a month. This will be the first game uh, this year. This will be the first game in over 30 days at the Cam Henderson Center.
0: Well, we're sleeping in the same bed because it's been the same situation here.
1: Yeah. So this will be a fun yeah. one. Randy Lee's our guest. He's the voice of the Western Kentucky Hilltoppers. He'll be coming into town and uh, – have fun! Um, I know you probably got your uh, usual crew planned for dinner on Friday night. Um, yeah, do I need to make any more dinner recommendations for you guys?
0: Well, actually, yeah. You know, Steve Cotton was telling me about a place that I don't know that I've ever eaten there. It was a really good Italian place. He said I asked him when you have guests in where do you take them and. He mentioned this Italian place you use. You can't go wrong with it and I've forgotten the name of it already.
1: Okay, yeah, if you remember let the Rocco's
0: uh, Rocco's? Oh the yeah, Oh
1: yeah, definitely Rocco's. Yeah, you're good.
0: Okay, Rocco's yeah, yeah, you're you're oh I should have remembered that. That's my girlfriend's last name. I should okay. remember that. Rocco's <laughs>
1: Yeah, you're, you're you're good and uh ambassador to uh to Canova and Cerrito, uh, Bill Cornwell could have told you that as well. He'll probably second and third that. Rocco's is good.
0: Is it in? Uh, is it in the city?
1: Uh, it's right outside. Yeah, it's uh, it's down in Bill Cornwall oh. Country.
0: Oh, that's why I'd never go down there. I'm afraid I would bump into it. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, that's
1: that's that's perfect. That's the perfect note to end on. Randy Lee's our guest, voice yeah. of the Western Kentucky Hilltoppers. Uh, I will talk to you on Saturday. Thank you, my friend, for doing this. It's been, uh, it's been good catching up it, Paul. with you.
0: Looking forward to it. Thanks for having me on the show tonight.
1: It's Randy Lee, voice of the Western Kentucky Hilltoppers. We're going to take our next break, come back, and uh, we'll get your phone calls in. You can join us, 877-420-TALK. That is 877-420-8255 on the Miller Lite phone lines here on ESPN, 94.1 FM and AM 930.
0: You're listening to The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM
1: 930. 877-420-TALK. That's 877-420-8255 to be a part of the program on the Miller Lite phone line. Busy night in Conference USA. This is the Thursday that Marshall gets off because their travel partner is Western Kentucky, so those two teams will meet on Saturday. Charlotte's taking on FIU tonight. That's coming up at 7 o'clock, and then you've got Old Dominion at Florida Atlantic, and that's a 7 o'clock game as well. UAB is going to be facing off against Louisiana Tech at 7.30, and then Rice, they're going to take on UTSA at 8, Middle Tennessee at Southern Miss tonight at 8 as well, and then North Texas at UTEP. That's coming up tonight at 9 o'clock, and most of these games are going to be on ESPN+. I'm going to check out a couple of them and see uh, where some of these guys uh, fall. I think I'm more interested in, not so much, I used to be interested in the Middle Tennessee Southern Miss series, but you know how Middle's still going right now. Let's see. I probably would watch that UAB Law Tech game if I'm picking tonight I'm looking for something to watch I'm probably looking at Charlotte FIU and I'm probably gonna look just for entertainment purposes no research needed here I'll look at that game I'll probably look at I'll probably look at Old Dominion Florida Atlantic Techs on the way you're gonna see a Florida Atlantic you're gonna see FIU a lot sooner so I would probably check those two out that's uh what's gonna be on. TV tonight. And of course, most of these, again, streaming on ESPN. That's what I would look at for sure. But uh, Marshall's taking on Western Kentucky Saturday. Uh, Should be a fun one. I know ticket sales are really good. Uh, There's still maybe some general admission seats. I'm going to check with the ticket office tomorrow. But they've done a really good job at least getting the word out of the game, hyping it up, getting people maybe excited to come see the Thundering Herd, Western Kentucky. It didn't hurt. I told you, if Marshall would win both those games on the road, uh, you're going to have a great crowd for the game on Saturday. And I think I'm right. It's going to be a great crowd for Marshall and Western Kentucky. And why not? Really, Saturday game, Marshall taking on Western Kentucky. You really like getting after those uh, two teams if you're on the other side. So, it will be a fun one. And if you can't make it, well, we've got you covered right here. ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930, the place to be. If you can't watch the game tomorrow, Saturday, we got you covered. No matter what day it is, if you can't watch the game, we got you covered. It's all right here. ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. If uh, you just joined us, uh, top stories of the day, Marshall's football schedule is out featuring games with VMI, Ohio, Cincinnati, Old Dominion, Western Kentucky, Louisiana Tech, and FIU at home, Boise State, Middle Tennessee, Florida Atlantic, Rice, and Charlotte. Those are the road games. And which trip are you making? Middle Tennessee's doable for a majority of you, I'm sure. Florida Atlantic's probably doable for the majority of you that would want to go. Charlotte for sure. So that leaves Boise State and Rice. How many of you are going to just go to Boise State, try that game out? Would you go to Rice? Would you take the trip to Rice? I mean, If you're a Herd fan and you just follow them around, you're going to go no matter what. But if you're picking and choosing which game you're going to try to get to as far as a, a travel game, do you stick with Middle, Florida, Charlotte? Those are games that... Are, are easily accessible for herd fans compared to Boise State and Rice. Now, you're going to get Boise State back home, so that's the deal there. you got to travel to get them to come back. Uh, VMI, I don't know if that's going to be a, uh, a a big crowd based on the opponent. That's going to be one of those where Herd fans just want to see Marshall football, show up, tailgate, come watch the game for a half, go back to tailgating, and say they had a good time. I would think you would get, depending on, really, depending on what Ohio looks like when they come in on September 14th, that should be a good crowd, I would think. I would think that would be a good crowd. I think Cincinnati would be a good crowd. I don't know how well the Cincinnati fans would travel. Again, this is a city school. It's not a state school in the sense that uh, it identifies with the state. I mean, Cincinnati, they identify with Cincinnati. That's the school that's in Cincinnati. It's a big deal, but... It's not like Ohio State. It's not the name of the state. Man, that's, uh, that's what happens to city schools sometimes. Old Dominion, yeah, that's uh, I think people will show up. I think herd fans show up for that Well, I know herd fans show up for Western Kentucky. Uh, I would show up for Louisiana Tech, record-wise or not. I think that'll be a fun ticket. And FIU. I don't think you go wrong there. You're closing out with FIU. If you had your choice, where would you close this out? If you could just jumble this schedule to make you happy, would you close your regular season out with Western Kentucky? Would you close it out with Louisiana Tech, Old Dominion? Where do you go? And I think Conference USA, actually, even though it's not directly uh, helping the herd, I think Conference USA did the right thing. I think Middle Tennessee and Western Kentucky, they've got the longer history. Those two teams definitely get after each other. That should be the ease easy one. That should be the one you you end your season with in Conference USA if you're one of those schools. That should be a definite mainstay. Where's that put the herd though? Because right now, where's your rival? Is it middle? Is it western Kentucky? Again, those schools, they go after each other more than they go after Marshall. I'm not saying they don't go after the herd, but It's the same situation in the MAC, You know, Marshall and Ohio, oh, yeah, these are big rivals here. Marshall and Miami, well, Miami and Ohio would rather go after each other first. They don't like each other uh, a lot more than they don't like the herd. I guess that's a compliment in a way. So where do you go here? Is Old Dominion going to be the thing? Is Charlotte, is FIU, FAU? I would think FIU, FAU would like to get after each other more. Of course, I know FAU trying to get after Central Florida, that ain't going to go. That didn't work out. So where do you go here? I just don't think that Western Kentucky and Middle Tennessee should be separated. That should be like Conference USA signature game 1, 2, or 3 in the whole list. I don't know. We're going to take our final break, come back, and we'll wrap this one up. It's The Drive, ESPN, 94.1 FM and AM 930.
0: Now, back to The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.
1: That's going to do it for this edition of The Drive here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Don't forget, if you missed any part of the program tonight, all you have to do is go to Apple Podcasts, get your radio, tune in. We're all over the place. Start at WRVC.com, listen to the show, or you can listen to the podcast, We're There Every Day. That's going to do it for this edition of the program. I want to thank my guest tonight, Randy Lee, the voice of the Western Kentucky Hilltoppers. That's going to do it for this edition of The Drive, here on ESPN, 94.1 FM and AM 930. Good night, everyone.